Hello. Real quick, before we start this episode, we do these podcasts to have a little fun, bring a little entertainment and lightness to the day. We don't take ourselves all that seriously, but we definitely take our business serious. Um, at Stateside Management, we represent music producers and mix engineers alike. This is a call to arms to anyone that's in a band or is a solo musician, an artist, and you're looking for a collaborator on your your record or your EP or your single, uh, you know, just drop us a line. We're here to help, whether it's mixing, mastering, producing, or you just need someone to have a you know a consultation, an objective, outside perspective. You know, maybe approach music from a different uh, different angle under a different light, and you need some help. Um, that's what we're here to do. So, you know, we want to keep making great records for you guys to love. Um, so, yeah, feel free to check out our website at statesidemgmt.com. Shoot me an email anytime, james at statesidemgmt.com. And the other thing is that please, please, please share this podcast with all your friends, your neighbors, your family members, anybody that you think might enjoy this. Um, yeah, and the other the other thing that would really help is if you guys leave a review, make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast and that it automatically downloads every episode of release. The download numbers and how you rate the podcast and reviews really, really matter. It's the only way that we can let iTunes know that we really exist and that they give us a fair shake. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart for even checking the show out and supporting what we do. We love you very much. Andrew. Welcome back to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Ian McMillan. In the dark, dark corner, jacking off is... Jesus, James. Yeah. It's been a while. When you're not here, that's how I introduce Andrew. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so I'm glad to hear now that I'm... Now flip-flops. I'm glad I'm here that I'm not special. Yeah, it's a tradition that bounces back between my buddies. Yeah. Uh, as always with our trusted producer, Andrew Carrion. What's up, Andrew? What's happening, man? You. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, Dewey Halpis. Uh, Dewey is the host of the Pure Pleasure podcast here in town in Portland, Oregon. Um, hi, Dewey. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks I for being here, man. I was stoked to hear that, uh, well, as you said, jerking off in the corner and he said Jesus <laughs> when you asked who it was. I was <laughs> like, I'm not seeing something here. Yeah. Was, uh, you never know. God's always solid. watching. <laughs> How long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, October of 2016. We started October Not very long. Yeah, not long. Not very long. A little over a year and a half. So how many episodes do you have out? Uh, episode 79. Wow. Good just for you, came man. Out. That's um, a good feeling. Yeah. Good for you, man. This is yeah. number 33? Yes. Cool. 33. That's crazy. Bank. Yeah. That's excellent. Because, it, yeah, it's it's yeah it's a milestone. Like, if you hit 50, it's like, cool, milestone. And then, yeah. Your next one hundred or whatever, right? But, yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be real stoked when we when we hit a hundred. That that's when I know it's like all right, we're we're not not doing this. Like we're committed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way now. The fact that we got past five was remarkable. 
when so. you guys started the podcast, did you guys start? Did you demo? Like scratch, but <laughs> there, there, there was one. There's day. one day, Neil and I, <laughs> perfect, just sort of rambled into a microphone. We're like, this is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I did not do. I knew if I demoed stuff out and it wasn't releasing it, I would not. You I would, would never, never put it. it out. See, that's smart, man. You just fucking go. Yeah, just do it. I hear well, that- some of those early episodes were a little weird. Right, but. Right. What the hell, man? Put it out there. I was well, lucky enough that, to be on a podcast right before I did the first one. Okay. So that kind of loosened me up a little bit. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. But no, like, yeah, we, we decided to try to demo it out, I remember. Yeah. And then we, it was one of those, like, what do I do with my hands yeah. moments, you know? <laughs> but, and, and, then we, and then we just determined that it was just like, okay, let's just do it and see what happens. Just fucking we had no plan. anything with your hands while you're podcasting. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Anything. Anything. Um, well, the, James told you what I was doing in the yes. dark, dark corner. Yeah. You're, you're always doing I thought this. it was Jesus, but I was <laughs> there. And the thing about it, Neil, is it's really inappropriate. I mean, this is a small room. There's four guys, and you just keep insisting it, on jacking it's up. It's a disease. It's really yeah. gross. It's a disease. I've been a single man for almost 10 years now. Yeah, It's you a have. disease. That's what. <laughs> Work it out. Work it out. Uh, the Pure Pleasure. That's P-E-E-R Pleasure Podcast. That's yes. a very clever name, by the way. Thank you. I love it. That was actually a clever segue. You didn't realize it. Thanks, bro. Pure pleasure. I, yeah. yeah, people think it's pure ple- pure pleasure, and then they're like, man, just this sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, it's not, because that's not right. No, that's not right. You don't get... <laughs> I always find myself having to spell it, but... Uh, yeah. The most recent episode, and I literally finished it on the way over here. I had like 10 minutes left. Andrew, did I tell you this? He had Brian Head Welch... From corn oh, nice. on brain or no? Uh, Never mind. Head, right? Head, head, head and monkey. Yeah. The two, yeah. Brains from Primus. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. The drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that for some reason. But yeah, okay. Isn't that crazy? They toured together that's, in '96. That's, that's fucking like, crazy, man. Dude, but. unreal. Yeah, and the way you talked about it was exactly how Andrew and I would talk about it. Like, hey, Brian, uh, you have to understand. Like, I was 15 when I first started listening to your band. Yeah. It was a huge influence for me. That first record, like, yeah. you, you, you handled it exactly the way a fan like us would. Especially in those early days of Corn. It was so crazy. I'm glad that came across that way because I am not a Corn fan. Of course. Um, but also, either, getting now. feedback that an episode's good, especially, and the reason I had Brian on is because, well, it was like a, it was on a whim. I didn't know if it would happen or not. It mm-hmm. ended up happening. And I was like, you know what? This will kind of be the true test to the show is if people because my audience probably 90 percent are not corn fans right but if they listen to that episode and enjoy it because of the conversation that means they like the show but they're not listening to it for the but person, you did you say I mean? so, the first record was so bizarre and weird oh yeah and I, like, I was a corn fan in okay in high i just want to clarify and middle school and yeah i'm still a fan of those first two records after that yeah, same here. That's what we would say for to me. Ex- that's exactly um, how I would put it. And I, that's why I brought. That's why I wanted to talk about. It. And that's yeah. the cool thing about having the show is it's we talk about what I want to talk about. You were honest. And you, that's yeah, the, you didn't suck you his don't dick. Have and to you ask, like, yeah, I, I love your band now. You said that what you guys did was so crazy. Yeah, the fact that you were so big and like he even talked about the fact that they were on TRL. I mean, these guys <laughs> were like Backstreet Boys, A list yeah, celebrities, <laughs> and they were going. Yeah. They're making that crazy fucking sound. Yeah. It's bananas. I used to read the Guitar World magazines and, and uh, read what pedals they're using. And it was, <laughs> to me, it was crazy at the time. But then now I'm looking at, as a, like a kind of a gear nerd now, 
I was like, man, they were using some shitty pedals. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah, dude. Stuff you wouldn't find at Trade Up Music for under or over fifty bucks. Like it was, <laughs> and they were just like gotten modded out and everything else. And I mean, what they were doing at the time was really interesting, and it still Super. is to me now. But it spawned a genre of music that I'm really not a fan of, and and uh, <laughs> right, you know, and and I'm not a Christian or anything like. So him and I don't have a lot in common. But it was cool to talk to someone that like I used to seriously like write corn all over all my notebooks and right. shit and like. I'll never meet these guys or whatever, and I still haven't, but, yeah, yeah. you know, spend an hour on the phone. When you were that age, it was so yeah. important. Same with yeah. us. When we used to fucking dress like those guys, and, <laughs> you know, Deftones and Corn and Adidas, and, I mean, it was just such a late huge... Late 90s as fuck. <laughs> yeah, super late 90s. And that whole yeah. scene, I mean, God, it was so... I don't know, and, like, that first record was so creepy. I mean, it sounded like a horror movie met... <laughs> a band with like hip hop over I don't even know how you describe it. Well this porn. is his fucking voice, the way he sung and shit. And that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weirdo. Well he so he was saying too that they didn't seem saying? like they didn't have anything really together until they got Jonathan on there. Mm. And then it sounded like it just fit. Oh like, that's right. He said that. He's yeah. like we didn't we had songs and everything, but we just did not come together until he heard his vocals on it. And then yep. the part when I brought up like him crying at yeah. the end oh, of yeah, Daddy and he's part. like I was like, Was that real? Like He's he like, yeah, you hear me laughing on it. Like, I didn't think it was real. Like, I was laughing in the background. It's on the record. Like, <laughs> Did you know that? Him laughing. No. Yeah, yeah, Brian is laughing because he thought he was, like, kidding. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the rest of the band, as they say in the podcast, were like, shut the fuck up. This is a moment. Yeah. It's a real deal. And Ross Robinson is yeah, Ross was like, notorious for that. Shut up. Like, even rappers cry. <laughs> even rappers cry. <laughs> Do that documentary. I love that documentary. We just watch it on Real these dreams. We wore that record. Chug. Cores like just like them, just like them. Yeah, <laughs> they do their pre-show stretch yeah. where they'd stretch down, grab a Coors Light, and then chug on stretch, the way back up. Stretch, stretch. <laughs> so every house party in Hillsborough, Oregon—that's how we drank. Oh my god, fucking pathetic. At least you were healthy. You were Little stretching. Goons. Yeah, at least you were stretching. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, I that, it was a really good podcast, and I don't well, think thanks. you could have handled it any better. And I agree with you. I'm everything you just said. I'm not a current corn fan. I'm also not a Christian. Mm-hmm. All of those things, you you fielded it in a way, no pun intended, fieldy. fieldy. You, you fielded fieldy it in a way that was it was honest. You didn't say something that you didn't believe in. So I yeah, didn't even I bring up the, the I, that was my whole thing. I didn't bring up the other stuff because I didn't want to talk about it, and I didn't want to say like, "Hey, not a fan." After that, I just didn't talk about it. Like, you just, yep. just didn't bring it up. Well, so it's like basi- golden rule or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. not the golden rule. <laughs> it oh, should be the story. His story's nuts. I mean, the it whole, is. like, it is. he was on the verge of just giving up. Just and, didn't care. Well, like, if I don't wake up, he's reunited. He yeah, left right. the band, as he puts it, to live. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just, just you tell him how well, all it's the, the, it's, and, the it's that cliche thing where, which we'll probably never experience, but you get everything you want, and you realize you're still bummed out. Yeah. You're still yeah. depressed. Like, you have all this money, all these houses and cars, and you can, anything you want, literally anything you want just brought to you. And it still doesn't make it any better. And it was. Then, like, what's the point? So he would just mix shit together. Like, yeah, I've, he listed it off, I think. But it was yeah, he was like insane Viking, amount of drugs. Xanax, Coke, and, like, if I wake meth. up in the morning, cool. If not, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And uh, Every day. I mean, at that point, he had a kid already. Like, he had uh, – yeah, it was nuts. But to have that kind of attitude and then he's to actually think about – he used to hide meth in his deodorant, he would talk about, oh, at the airport. Like, pack the deodorant back places. in on top of Going it. Going in deep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He would say – like, they. it's widely known that Corn was, like, a pretty – like, just rich 
uh, meth addicts for a long yeah, time. Yeah, like, but Jonathan. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he got clean really early. Yeah, which is remarkable. really early. But uh, anyway, they uh, yeah, they're doing good now. They're still. I mean, he's he's building back up. He lost everything and he's gaining it all back and back in good grade. I think Fieldy became a Christian too. I, yeah, I don't know. That's but, cool. I mean, whatever gets you there. Yeah. yeah. It was just something I reached out on and ended up coming back. Like, yeah, what's your availability? I was like, okay, fuck yeah, yeah dude. cool. So he was such a sweetheart. I mean, his story is just so wild that, and I think he pointed out at the end. He's like, because it started to occur to me, I had never actually heard him talk about it. We all knew about it. We'd all see him like looking just like Jesus, and oh, did you hear that guy from Corn Quit? And he's like super duper Christian. Yeah, we weird it out and. He was on the 700 club. Yeah. And like, I never really heard him on an interview be that candid. So it was, it was fucking rad. Once people get comfortable that it's people forget they're being recorded. I know I've had people turn the show down that say, I'm really not into having recorded interviews around on the internet right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll, they'll come back around. But, um, yeah. Yep. And I understand that. Absolutely. But people forget they're on, um, you know, on, no, of course. on record when they're right. when they're talking and that's where it gets really honest but then like sometimes i'll have someone email me a week later like hey can you pull this part out and i'm like yeah sure of course you know but other than that i don't really edit much but yeah and i also think it's it's the the host responsibility to not it's not a get you podcast no you know and no, absolutely not you, at no point do I ever feel like you're trying to get these people to say something yeah. that they'd regret saying quite the opposite you're yeah. like coaching them through to say something honest and sincere that they're not going to regret saying. Yeah. And nothing that Brian said was something he would regret saying. Yeah. At all. Not I'm not close. chasing that that headline for yeah. the what it, you know, the whatever the Krang headline like. I hate when people I, do that. People do that all the they, time. All especially in like mainstream media. Yeah. They do it all the time. TMZ um, comes to mind for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I, Larry King, he'll do that. He'll ask a question and the person will say, oh, "I'm not comfortable answering that." And they'll come back to it. So yeah. and it'll come from a different angle. It. And then they'll come this way until they finally do it. Yeah. It just wears them down. That's one thing where, I mean, you either – I interviewed Ian McKay once, and it was oh, it God, was like right. – I did that in my car on my lunch break, and I was like, that's the first time I used the H4N, and I had doubled – my input – my phone was too old, an iPhone 4S, and it was too old, so it was recording me onto the H4N in my mic and the phone. Okay. After the 4S doesn't do that. It's all clear. So it was doubled. I sounded like a robot. Ian sounded fine. So I sent it to my cousin oh. up in. He's a FBI uh, uh, audio forensics guy up that in Seattle. Rad. And sent it to him, and he was able to clean it up enough that it's listenable. But I was like, man, I, I bet fucked you were this up. So bummed. I was totally bummed because that's like but, your hero. Yeah, your but, guy. but he's been interviewed every day of his life forever. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to ask him? And I was like, I'm just going to ask him what I want to ask him. Yeah, I didn't bring up yeah. any of that stuff. And at the end, he's like, Yeah, we you didn't bring it up, but we ended up talking about it anyway. And I was like, I it just circles around. It's that big yeah. a part of your life that it's going to come up. But I'm not going to say, say, remember when you were in Fugazi? and that yeah. was awesome, right? But, uh, yeah, that was that's one of those things where if you just talk, yeah, it'll come out or it won't. If it does, cool. If not, you got some other stuff in there, you know. So one, I think um, you had the drummer of CKY on, right? Yeah, Jesse just Margera. Margera. I thought it was cool that because I'm sure that guy is just so tired of people talking about his brother. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that must happen all the time. Yeah, 
I mean, to be fair, he's in a big band, CKY. There's enough to talk about that alone. Yeah. But he was there for that whole thing. Yeah. All the the CKY movies we all grew up watching. Yeah, I love The those. Jackass era. Yeah. His brother got wildly famous. He Yeah. I met Bam in, uh, at the Hustler store in L.A. randomly. And we were playing a club. Was it called the Cat Club or something like that down there? It's across the street. Oh, and yeah, we yeah. walked in and... Just to check it out, like Hustler Store, that looks crazy. He walked mm-hmm. in there, and there's Bam, like this velvet purple jacket. He's like four <laughs> feet tall, and I was like, wow, everyone's smaller in person. Anyways, we went up and said hi to him, and, and he was like, he was really nice. He's like, hey, man, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, we're playing across the street. He's like, cool. And then we watch him walk outside, and people are fucking pulling over on Dude. sunset, yeah, getting on out of their cars, and he's literally just trying to walk to his car. What year was this? This was... Oh my god, two thousand four. Oh, so like he was super, super famous. Yes, then, and right? he just looked miserable. He literally couldn't walk from the store to his car without cars pulling over and getting out. And so with Jess, like I asked Jess, That's you know, nice. like what was it like? Just trying to get sleep. Like you want yeah. to go to sleep without someone's balls in your mouth or fucking <laughs> getting shit on. Yeah, I know. Like there's that anxiety. It's just funny would for like kill a me. day. Yeah. I know, but I'm it, the same it was way. his life. Like, and that's the only. I think the only time I brought up Bam was like growing up with Bam and being in that he environment. Like, did you want to be a part of that? And he's like, no, not really. Like, I woke up there's an <laughs> elephant in the yard or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Dude. It's crazy, but yeah, he is. He was awesome, I and mean, he's a great yeah, musician. Super. And that band is fucking awesome. Yep. No one sounds like them, and they. Yep. I've wanted to talk to those guys for a long time, and and uh, they're really nice guys. Yeah. I mean, they had their 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 you know trouble with drugs and stuff too. I know the guitar player got really Chad. Gibbsburg. Chad, yeah, mm-hmm. he had a tough time. But I mean, again, they were all around that that circle of people. Yeah, and skateboard culture. I mean, it's oh. a big deal. Oh, I mean, drive. No yeah. one thinks they're going to live long. No, and you're just having a blast, and <laughs> yeah. it's fun. I mean, but yeah, no. some people never get out of it and, and catch uh, up with you eventually. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, what was uh, one of your favorite people you've had on the show? Uh. Well, the one I talk about all the time, uh, Rachel Midori, was a was an awesome episode. That one I did in person in Anaheim at Podcast Movement, and uh, she drove two hours down to do it. And uh, she was a a porn star, but now she's working in like fine dining and stuff like that. And uh, she does the whole microdosing LSD stuff to deal with her depression and oh wow disassociative disorder and. That was one of the the deepest episodes I've ever done, and wow. it was cool because it was in person, and she was extremely candid and blunt about things. This was in talk- LA, you said. Yeah, this was yeah. in Anaheim, and um, oh yeah. So we roll up, Jabberjaw, like Mike and I roll up, and within several hours, there's like porn stars coming into the room, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you're like, Whoa. people are looking around, like it's a lot of like white collar podcasters down there there's like yep, yep yep you know and we're just cruising in we're in you know sandals and just coming from the pool and, mm. and uh she comes in and we go up to the hotel and, and up to the room and and mike's doing his thing down below and uh i was like man you can come in if you want but anyways we're about an hour into it and and uh he pops in i was like yeah go and come on in or whatever he's answering some emails and stuff and he's just kind of looking at me and we're we just kept talking and and uh he left after about twenty minutes, and by the by the end, I came down. He's like, "Dude, that was insane!" Like, wow, I can't. I was in there for twenty minutes. Like, what was the rest like? I was like, 
is fucking insane. Just super deep and yeah, like it was. Well, she's one of the most honest people I've ever talked to in my life. Oh, like, let's go check that one out. She is. Uh, I mean, she was talking about. I mean, she's tried to kill herself like three or four times. How she did it. How I she. I can't felt, imagine like, that industry usually ends well for people. She loved it. Like she okay. loved. She was one of the Spiegler girls, which is apparently like the creme de la creme. Um, you have like the best treatment and everything else. Like if you if something like freaks you out or whatever, call Spiegler or whatever, and he's one of those guys that calls up and can end your career kind right, of thing. Right. So, damn, she was very well taken care of. She was young and uh, she had a blast, but then she's like, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So, so depression on. and stuff would have happened anyway. For she her. was yeah from a young age, and her oh, fiance has wow. been with her through the whole thing. Damn, and. Uh, yeah, she would talk about, like, she just wouldn't feel anything. Like, she'd cut her wrists open and just look at it and be like, oh, I'm bleeding now. Fuck. Like, didn't even care. Like, didn't even feel it or care. Everything was black and white. Like, wow. some insane shit. And, yeah, mental illness and stuff like that is a big thing for me. And, and uh, that's partially why I wanted to talk about the microdosing thing. Yeah. She literally takes these minuscule amounts of LSD every day. Right. I've Does, heard like, this. one big trip and then little tiny doses every day to regulate herself. And it was this weird, like, kind of on the cusp thing that uh, is taking off now. Yeah, there's a guy that was on Rogan's podcast. He's like a big uh, jujitsu practitioner. And he's been microdosing, I think, for like two years straight. Nice. Yeah. But it's like really, really small mm-hmm. doses. Yeah, they're like doing like ketamine therapy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be helping. And it's like, like yeah, changed too. his life. Yeah. He's super productive and he just got his black belt. And he's like, I none of this would have happened. <laughs> yeah. That's re- I mean, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone's popping fucking Xanax and, you know, Zoloft and shit all day, and somehow that's better. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Rachel Midori, that was my, I think, my favorite episode nice, of the day. Nice, man. Like, it was just, it was out of the blue. Like, nice. I don't know how I found her stuff, and then uh, I found her page, her micro. it was me, I was on Twitter, microdosing, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, okay, this looks interesting, and then hit her up, and she, yeah, came right back, and that's like, awesome. yeah, let's do it. I have to drive two hours, but I'll do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Who fun. did the artwork for your show? Uh, my buddy Wes Hubbard. He's uh, he goes by Wooden Cyclops on Instagram. Um, Can you look that up, Andrew. He's part of the lowbrow art scene. Um, he was in Anatomy of a Ghost briefly uh, at the end. Keyboards. Uh, he did keyboards and stuff like that. Um, and he is an amazing artist. I had no idea. Like he literally, we we had a van. Look at that logo, Neil. And he uh, it's fucking dope. Oh yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah. He uh, would that. color all over the van, like with sharpies and shit, and like made this whole like mural on the ceiling and everything else. And then uh, I called him up, and he was like, "Dude, I need a logo for the show." And uh, here's my idea: I was like, I want one of your because he does like if you look him up on Instagram, you'll see he has like a bunch of like guys like goons and stuff that he draws. And I was like, I want one of your your goons, but I want uh, headphones on him, and I want peer pleasure written in the headphones, like the the headphone strap or whatever. oh yeah 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 yeah. And uh, so he did it up, and he's like, man, I don't really think this is working. Like, but I've got something else I want to <laughs> to try. Check I think you're gonna out. like it. And he sent me like a rough mock up of it. I was like, holy shit, that works. And he colored it in. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like. Even Brian from Corners, like that's a dope logo. Yeah, he was into that. <laughs> like yeah. your name, cool and name, logo. cool logo. I was like, dude, thanks. That's so cool, he dude. I mean, you've had some. If you put in wooden cyclops, uh, it should pull up on Instagram. You had some really big guests, man. Yeah, it's. I was just going through some of them. I went through and made a compilation of not a compilation, but like a um, 
uh, a list. Like I took every yeah. show and I listed the bands the people had been in and made a master list. It's not not bad for the short pretty, amount of time you've been doing this. I yeah, mean, so Dale Crover from the Melvins. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dale was awesome. That Brian was from Corn. Tim Mc. How do you pronounce his last name from Under Oath? McTagg. McTagg. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, those uh, are all Kara recent from ones. Black Flag. Yeah. Dude from the Sword. I know those guys. Oh shit! Yeah, he's. He's uh, awesome. Chris from Anti Flag, asking Alex, Alexandria, um, the, yeah, dude, Justin from the Used slash Seosin, it's, it's rad, man. That was right. Bert from the Used, got, yeah, ousted from that, and it was yeah. There's a whole the drummer Fallout Boy for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Andrew's uh, all over Portland, man. He he owns a coffee shop called uh, uh, Oracle right by my old office. Oh yeah, and so yeah, nice. I hit him up through um, the uh, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Guys. Yeah, yeah. He's got a That's fucking awesome. awesome band called Sect that just released a record on uh, uh, Southern Lord. Yeah, he um, that band Shiner we were talking about yeah. earlier. The guitar player Shiner, his name is Josh Newton, and he went and started a. He played bass in Every Time I Die for a while. Okay, yeah. and then him and the singer of Every Time I Die started a side band with. Uh, Andrew, mm-hmm. drummer, Fallout Boy, and the guitar player, Fallout Boy. Yeah, okay. Um, the name is escaping me right now. Um, uh, oh, and the guitar player from Anthrax, Scott Ian. Yeah, oh, what's the <laughs> fucking name of the band? They kind of sound like the band out the the Days and Nights, like kind of riff rock, well, kind of sassy at points. Yeah, it's basically like if every time I die, I only did the popular side of their their stuff, but sure. even more schlocky. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fun, and they had like really funny videos and. But anyway, yeah, that guy's rad. Yeah, um, dude, Wes is awesome. He's 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 an awesome dude, and he does. Yeah. he's done. See, he did did some fucking skateboards. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, he's so much stuff, and I mean, he's awesome. literally every day doing this stuff, and that's really cool art. Yeah, it's cool. I didn't know about the whole lowbrow art scene, but it was it's a whole thing. Like they did like a lowbrow con. Uh, convention. That style, yeah. So, how would Mikey, you explain that for the audio yeah, listeners? I've never heard of that term before. It's it's basically just like pushing the envelope. Like it's it's uh, with his. It's a lot of like like dicks and asses and pussies and stuff. Monsters like, and yeah, and... like a, a fucking boner, a boner car driving a shit. Like it, <laughs> it reminds me of skater takes, shit. Yeah, like eighties, nineties skater culture. But if you in the same scene, if you go to so the guy who just did the new sticker that's gonna come out, um Mikey McKennedy from uh, he owns Sizzle Pie and used to own tube. Yeah. Uh if you go to Boss Dog with three S's, I believe, on, on Instagram, you'll be able to see uh his style. He's in the lowbrow scene too, but it's very different. Like uh um it's very different. Like it's uh or it'd just be D O G. So it'd be B O S S S D-O-G, I believe. There it is. One word. You just uh, yeah, there you go. His shit is awesome, too, but it's like wizards. Oh, yeah. and yeah. Um, well, it really is the style. So yeah, if you if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the, the Peer Pleasure sticker that he did. But um, God damn, he Where can is people good. get that on and the website? Did. Yeah, it's not done yet. I'm mm. still I'm still figuring out who I want to go with through the... Uh, I've got a couple different people. Let us know. We'll, um, we'll push it for sure. Yeah, I will. And... Uh, yeah, he designed it as a sticker logo, but it made it may make it on a t-shirt and stuff. There it is, right there. The, 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 oh, that's the nice, purple. man. So I like that. I told him kind of what I okay. wanted, and then he Dude, made fucking it dope. fucking great. Like it's. Uh, do you mind if we hit him up? No, okay, not at cool. all. Absolutely, poach your guy. No, hit him up. Fuck yeah, dude. 
yeah, Boss Dog, B O S S S D O G on Instagram. He's he's the best. We we'll either do and, him or the, the guy that did the yeah, West Wooden Cyclops. West. Like they're both. I mean, and you can go find their people um, that they work with um, in the lowbrow scene, and the lowbrow scene is pretty fucking cool. Awesome, man. Y'all go down that rabbit hole for sure. I mean, yeah, and he, like I said, he runs, he owns Sizzle Pie um, here in Portland, right? And uh, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's just a good dude. I've I've heard about him. A hundred times, and somehow I've never met him. Um, one of the guys I represent, Adam Pike, he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, recorded with Adam before. Yeah, Adam's the man. He's, he's the man. But he also tours at Red Fang doing okay. sound for them. And so he he's part of that whole, like, the sword and mm-hmm. that whole kind of scene. And I know they're, they're buddies. Awesome. I'd love to have that guy on the show. Yeah. He'd hint, be a great guest. Sponsor uh, the show. Hint, hint. He'd wink, be, wink. He'd be a great guest. Uh, Wes would be a great guest. He's hilarious. And, okay, and, uh, cool. Yeah, they're awesome dudes. Hell yeah. Um, so we've talked about the podcast. Yeah. But for full context, so everyone knows who you are, you also, before the podcast world, spent an eternity doing music, touring in bands, being a pirate on the road. Um, you're originally from Alaska with all those boys, yes. right? Yeah. So Foster you're part Alaska. of the Anatomy of a Ghost camp. Yes. Slash Portugal the Man, Portugal the Man for, for a while. Correct. Um, so let's talk about that for a while. Okay. Well, uh, I, I grew up in Alaska. I grew up, um, I wasn't born there. I was born in Longview, Washington, and uh, four months old moved to Petersburg, Alaska, which oh, is wow. an island. Jesus Christ. Um, lived there till I was 11, moved to the mainland in sixth grade. What was that like? And, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. I met Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I met Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. It's uh, Both presidents what I do not fuck? like. In Alaska? And just, no, well, Ronald Reagan was in Alaska. Trump was in New York. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, that was a random bumping into while filming a commercial for The Apprentice, like before he was president. Uh, <laughs> just like, hey, you're on TV. You would have never yes, guessed that he was, was going like, to be cool. the president. No. Not I'm a still million years. That's still anyways, That's a whole other story. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, we would be riding bikes around all day with my friend Jack and fishing and like just yeah. having a good time. Right. And that's when we met Ronald Reagan was, was uh, his Secret Service guy had a toothache. Stopped <laughs> on a – they were on a cruise up there. He, this was after he was president. So he was on a cruise – and they pulled in, went to the dentist or whatever, and he went in to buy some jeans or something. And I saw these cop cars, and we rode our bikes up and like made our way through the crowd. And this big, tall dude with a cowboy hat comes out and was like, "Hello, young man." Blah, blah. And uh, I'm like, "Well, hi." And uh, he, you had like, been really young. Yeah, I was. And he was like, "Would you like me to sign something for you or whatever?" And I was like, "Well, sure." And sure. he signed this piece of paper, and and uh, Nancy was with him, and, and uh, I take it home to my mom, and she's like, "Hey, where were you?" And I was like. Do you see all those cop cars down there? And she's like, no. I was like, oh, I've met this movie star. And, uh, <laughs> well, technically you did. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, she's like, who was it? And I was like, I don't know. He signed this. And I hand it to her, and she looks at it, and she looks at me, and she looks at it again. She's like, you know who that was? I'm like, no. She's like, that's the President of the United States. I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, Dude, what an she was literally story. in her garden, like just gardening. And I walked up to her, and so she laminates it. And, uh, of oh, course, it's a God. small town. There's one dentist. And... Uh, he knows that uh, I had met Ronald Reagan. It get word gets to him, and so the Secret Service guy had to come back for another appointment. So they stayed there overnight. Oh yeah, comes back for the next visit. Dennis tells him, you know, hey, one of my patients, you know, met Ronald Reagan. <laughs> He's like, oh man, cool. Give him these then, and gives him a pair of presidential cufflinks to give to me oh, no to, put with the, to put with the signature. Oh, and uh, do you still have those? I lost them. God, I didn't lose damn. the signature. It's in a scrapbook somewhere. But I had. Yes. 
a try when you're touring like all your shit I, i've lost all my yearbooks everything from high school like yeah uh, got flooded in this house we rented and then we just left it there yeah. like and left on tour and those were in there so but they weren't his cufflinks they were ones they hand out to people sure sure so it didn't still matter. it had a, an embossed signature well even still the real. podcast is over we're done <laughs> yeah we're yeah. done here <laughs> anyways uh moved to the mainland sixth grade met joe and nick simon um and we started playing in a band called Nice Guy Eddie up there. We opened for Bad Religion um, at the Egan Center. Uh, first show ever was Social Distortion at uh, the nice. Egan Center up there on the White Light, White Heat, White Trash tour. I've probably worked a dozen Social D shows. Dude. I used to work at the Crystal Ball. Okay. Room. Chuck Biscuits was the drummer. They're fucking rad. They were fucking awesome. Yeah. Changed my whole world. And uh, yeah, so moved down to uh, Portland because it was cheaper mm-hmm. than Seattle. To start touring and and or start trying to be able to tour. Yep, that took a good year and a half of that. Uh, changed band names a couple times and then uh, got Zach Carruthers, a buddy of ours from Alaska, down. He was in college at in Monmouth. Zach, bass player. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monmouth, where it's like by Corvallis. I don't remember South-ish, what college it was. Yeah, but the college was in Monmouth, and uh, he would come up and jam with us, and then. Uh, the guys went back for Christmas, and Johnny Gorley uh, was up there still writing music, and he got jammed with them. They wrote a song together, brought it down to me, uh, and they're like, hey, we want to have Johnny sing. I was like, cool, let's do it. Let's try it. And he moves down, and that was how Anatomy Ghost started. And then, uh, Dude, that, I mean, not to interrupt you, but that, that band, I mean, it's so funny how close to friends me and you are without us never meeting each other yeah i mean northcutt josh northcutt was in clarity process who we mean uh, andrew both grew up with yep and they toured with you or at least played shows with you guys a yeah. lot right yeah the rise slash fearless records yeah. world fear before the march of flames and you guys and we like neil clarity was a process fan of, a lot you were you're a yeah. fan of the band right anatomy of ghosts yeah Big yeah we, that's like uh, very much your scene mm-hmm. we yeah. got along with the clarity process guys really well yep They're the best um steve was on our show excellent yeah. yeah steve steve's great and you, you said mental health by the way he he's really into that and he's okay. he's starting like a non-profit thing i kind of forget the details of it Do you remember he Andrew? a bar now or something like he does that Chapel as well he's got two bars now okay. he started a bar with craig from rise they own a bar now how crazy is that <laughs> i like that response yeah that. i i yeah <laughs> that uh that was a whole situation uh yeah that was an interesting situation because we got our break from Craig, but it wasn't easy. Like we had to kind of beg for it. Um, it's a different time too. Yeah, but Rise was tanking, and yeah. he'd never recouped a record. No. And like he sat us down, I was like, I, "What do you guys want to do?" I'm like, we want to put out a record, we want to tour. And he's like, uh, "Well, uh, I can, you know, get a record together. Like you can record with my friend Chris." There's Chris Crummett, who yep. everyone wants to work with now, and he's fantastic. And he was amazing then. Amazing now. I'm glad right. people are realizing that. And yep. he's having a good career. Um, but he was uh, he was awesome to work with. But Craig, I think Craig paid him like $1,000 to do the record, 1500 bucks maybe. We were in there for a few weeks, and, and uh, then we're like, hey, can we get it mastered? And he's like, uh, no. We're like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? Why? Why? Uh and he's like, well, I don't think it needs it. I'm like, well, it's a record. Like, we need yeah, to master that's it. Not, not your and his exact debate. words were, "Fine, I'll take it in the ass for you one more time." 
<laughs> and I said, well, it was like one more time. What was the other time you took it in the ass? And sure enough, he gets it mastered here downtown. I forget the name of the place. It sounds way better than it did, uh, just volume-wise. And then uh, Fearless bought the record pretty much before it even came out. Uh, And then he went there. So he made some money there. I'm sure he still gets some money for that. And and, uh, then we brought in Fear Before the March Flames. Like, got to sign this band. Like, we've been touring with them. And that's a whole other story. But... uh, yeah, and then he went and pressed Evan S on vinyl and didn't tell any of us. And I got an email saying, hey, got the record on vinyl. So awesome. It's like, what are you talking about? It didn't come out on vinyl. Yeah, I'm holding it right now. Send me a picture of it. Sends me a picture of it. I get online. Sure enough, there it is. Double gatefold vinyl. Wow. And uh, so I was like, well, this shit isn't going to happen. Under rise. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I was like, this isn't going to happen. So I called up Johnny Gorley and I was like, dude. Uh, check this out. Send him a link. And he's like, I'm on it. This was Calls then, it. I assume, right? No, this was like a year ago, two years oh, ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he's really? like, all right, um, let me call Rich, our manager, and uh, they got Atlantic's lawyers on it and basically oh, told God. Craig, uh, you they got can, some power now. You can give us every cent you've made from this or we can destroy you, pretty much. <laughs> like, For context, people don't know. Now, Johnny went on to be in Portugal with yeah. man, who is absolutely one of the biggest bands out there right now they, yeah. just, they just played coachella and yeah 11 million monthly listeners on spotify yeah like pop star <laughs> billboard they are, uh, and they deserve it more than anyone man and they they work so hard yeah it's crazy but that whole thing with the record was just funny because at that That's point so they had a lot more pull to fix that problem but to go behind our back and do that was just like come on man like, uh, oh man and i reached out to him to come on the show and he never responded and I was <laughs> that was like, probably of course a... you didn't respond yeah I, I could see that. but Well, that's uh, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Anatomy of a Ghost does their thing for a while. How, how long was the duration of Anatomy? It was short. It yeah, was real short. We did, uh, I think, two, three years of touring. 2004, late in 2004, we played our last show, I think. Album came out in 2001. And, and, then, uh, and then you... 2001, 2002. January 2002. So yeah, two years, two and a half years. Okay, so then when did Portugal the Man start? Portugal the Man started. Uh, kind of fuzzy. Man, we well we demoed out a bunch of stuff for the second Anatomy record. We had all the songs done, but it was just a bunch of parts and nothing made sense. And mm-hmm. John Goodmanson came down to listen to mm-hmm. it. He was going to be. We had Damn. time with him. I said on the Johnny Whitney episode because um, Blood Brothers took our studio time when we broke up oh, at wow. Robert Lang with John Goodmanson. Open oh, Seattle for crimes. Yeah, yeah, I've always wanted to go there. That's like Foo Fighters, uh, Nirvana, Nirvana recording there, Foo Fighters, yeah, everyone, and it's uh, it's not that like cavernous. It's got a bunch of yeah, the basement goes into like a cavern or whatever. (laughs) That's like the coolest looking studio. I never even got to see it. Oh, uh, bummer. We broke up before that happened, but um, yeah, Yeah, anyway, it's uh, so we broke up. No one liked the the demos or whatever, and and John basically been using those demos as kind of. I don't know how to describe it. Like he was using lyrics and stuff like that in different pieces that he then used for Portugal. That's like the first Portugal man record. If you listen to the anatomy demos, a lot of lyrics are the same. Just kind of like testing the water. Yeah. Yeah. He was figuring out who he was. Yep. Anatomy wasn't who he was. No, I don't think it was actually pretty crazy, but he's, uh, he's a genius. He literally, I mean, he can see a song beginning to end before he even, before he even touches the guitar. He was always that way, and it was always something I was drawn to because he was always wanting to show you things. Like, yeah. dude, check this out. I was like, dude, I'm doing something right now. 
No, right. no, no. Just check this out. Check this out. Plays this part for you, this little like bit, and then you're like, cool, man. Cool. We'll but in his life. head, he knew what it was getting towards. Right. So anyway, Portugal started 2004. Uh, same time I did The Burning Room. Uh, we played our first shows at Awesome Fest. We oh, were wow. playing upstairs. They were playing downstairs. Oh, wow. And uh, at the same time. So that was interesting. That was interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> but they started out as like electronic side project. Like uh, Harvey from Builders and Butchers and uh, Nick Kleiner, Guitar Tech, were the the, the guys and, and Wes. Mm. And yeah, they went from there and then just basically took over our debt from Fearless. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, which freed all of us up. Right. And uh, went for it and it's worked out. I'd say so. But yeah. uh, how, how long were you touring with uh, Portugal? Oh, two and a half, three years, something like that. Like it was, uh, they called me up randomly. We're like, Hey, we got some shows with dredge down in Santa Cruz. Do you want to play? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. At that point I was still touring. So, um, went and did those shows and then just ended up staying on for a while. Did a few full U S tours, did Europe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. what era, what year would that be? What time? That frame? was in between the first record and then through the church mouth record cycle. But before Censored Colors. Okay. So what year would that be? Oh, 2007 was when I ended. Gotcha. Um, I got uh, kind of an offer from Ryan from Poisonwell to join Poisonwell on bass. Oh, wow. And I took it, but that was in Europe with Portugal at the time, and we were there another month, and they got another tour, and took a buddy out who ended up staying on, so I got back with no job. So I went back to the working world. Yeah. But. uh, That's crazy. Yeah. That was my. Well, I, I want to talk to you about that because, I mean, you've you've talked about it a few times on the podcast, the the difference between the touring life and real life here at home. Yeah, and I think you said something along the lines of, when you tour a lot, it's almost as though your life is frozen for a while. Yeah, you're in a freezer. You're in a freezer. Yeah, and then when you come back home, everyone else was getting jobs. They had kids. They got married. They went to school. Yeah. They did their thing. Yeah. So, I mean, are, are, it sounds like you're super stoked to be a dad and be at home, do the podcast. That's how you can stay creative and involved yeah. in music. I um, am. I don't. I, anyone who's toured, I mean, little things. Like, you get sick on the road. It's the it's worst. It's the worst. I know. You can't get comfortable. You can't go lay down somewhere quiet. You have. Always around someone. You're always around yes men. Like, everyone's telling you yes this yes this yeah that's a great idea yeah that's a great you're in this bubble that is really hard to stay grounded yeah um even on a small level even a small level but at a big level um like i'm really happy i went to some of the portugal shows um recently where i mean the crew is enormous Mm -hmm. and the production's enormous Mm -hmm. And it's even hard to get a second with the guys now just because yeah. so many people want to talk. Everyone to them wants their time. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, there's just no there's no way for people to truly understand that. Yeah. People have and never done it. Everything's done for you. Like, I mean, uh, even down to their cell phones. Yeah. Like, we're standing, my wife and I are standing side stage, and, and uh, their cell phones are plugged in to a charger in the order they get on stage and off stage so yeah. they get their phone in order some tech did it just the way they would do their guitar pedals charged, and... so they have a full charge when they get yeah. off stage once the show's over little things like that that are like fair, creature comfort it's creature comfort but that's why they do it because people start going insane yeah. on tour it, yeah. it's always you're always moving you're going to a new place every day all the venues kind of start looking the same 
Um, yep. It's just like Groundhog Day. You start realizing you just took a shit in the Chevron bathroom two weeks ago. The same, yeah. The same one. The same like, one. I was just in <laughs> I here. I was just here. <laughs> well, it's different. Now I'm just taking a piss. Like, it's... it's uh, Nuts, man. But I had a moment with Johnny up on stage at Edgefield where he was coming off for a second taking a sip of something. And uh, the band was jamming and he was off stage for a minute. And I just walked over to him and I put my arm around him. He put his arm on me and it's like, dude... I just said in his ear, like, because he has in-ears in, of course, but I was just like, dude, I am so fucking proud of you. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Nuts. You just sold this place out. Yeah. You know, and he's like, Do they dude, seem happy? I don't even know what to think of this, like, still. Like, I don't, right. I don't get it. Right, they're just dudes it. from Alaska. Yeah, but it was this moment, like, where it was John and I again, like, like back in the van. And, right. And uh, when we weren't fighting with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice, because I could just see a look on his face, like, just... Oh, just think about it for a second, you know. Yeah. Now, would would you would you take an offer to go back out on the road? Uh, I for maybe a limited amount of time. Sure, sure. I, I would too. I'd go play some arenas. For, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah but what I'm well. not doing is getting in the van for a month and a half with you know four smelly guys to go make it. Yeah, like that's they have clearly, a crew bus. They have their yeah, yeah. bus. If like, it's a hired gig, oh, God. I can pretend to be Josh Freeze for a month. There you go. See you later. I'll yeah, I think anyone would take that opportunity. Yeah. But um, you know, there's been offers to like come out and hang out. Like, hey, you want to come out for a week? Just call us. Sure, we'll fly up. It would be good. You could go do some podcasts. I've thought about that. That um, would be really fun, man. But, I've thought about it too. Like, you just bring your Zoom. Yep. And I mean, you have so many connections. That would be really cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, your audience would really dig that too. Yeah, like, I've I've thought about it and yeah. and. Uh, you know, now they're headlining. So, um, before it was like, Hey, you're going out with black keys. Yeah. Let's do this. And you know, yeah. like that, but yeah, but yeah, they're all, I mean, just the best guys and, and, uh, really stoked for them. And, and it's great. I don't want to be doing what they're doing. Like yeah. I'm, I am, I can do what I do now, not having what ifs. And that's just this weight off your shoulders. That's great. That's, you know? that's what I was, I guess, getting at. Yeah. Cause that's a good place to be, man. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I started the podcast for probably similar reasons you did. It's it's way it's a way I can be creative. I yeah. think being creative is something I'm naturally good at, whether that's drumming or doing this or whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. And I also just want to be in music in some capacity. So I started the management company yep. and then the podcast. And those two things are the way I can still be at home with my wife and have a family and yeah. do normal guy shit. And still be involved in music, but I don't have to be gone 250 days a year. And that's, that's where I was going. That's where I wanted to be. I mean, I dreamt about that from the time I was a kid Yeah. and the minimal amount of touring, the minimal, minimal amount of success even I had was exhausting. And I can't even imagine getting to that point Yeah. where, and, and again, it doesn't like Deftones. We met Chino a couple of weeks ago. Super nice guy. It's the singer of Deftones for people who don't know. And you know, he's nice enough to give his time and hang out with us, but you could see <laughs> he was leaving. So that was on a Sunday night. He was leaving on that Tuesday to go play three weeks of giant shows in South America. Yep. Um, cool. Cool. <laughs> that sounds great. But he, he I, all he wanted to do was be at home and he talked about yeah. it. You know, like I moved here to be home. I moved here to be with my family and to see my kids grow up. Yeah. Um, that, that's, I mean, imagine for like two days from now, you're flying to South America. I've, I've been to South America. It's a long goddamn flight. It is. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Just, just go on a vacation to South America <laughs> and tell me how tired you are when you get back. <laughs> now go do that and play in front of 20,000 people 
and, and you're moving and it's just chaos and ah, chain of, ah, I'm signing this ah, pictures. Yep. I mean, yeah. and then do that for 25 years. Exactly. And yeah, you can't see your kids every night and you yeah. can't. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know it's all a choice and it's not like boo hoo. I mean, I don't, it's not that you feel bad. It's just, it's people don't really have any perspective yep. on it. Yep. There's a lot um, of ways to get rich and that's not necessarily the best one. I would because agree. there's a lot of people that have a lot of money and a lot more money than a lot of those people, and they can go to a restaurant. They can go down the street. Yep. Uh, you know, they can go to Home Depot and rent a tool without people trying to hit them up for autographs. Or I would you know. say, if you do choose that life, and I and I did get this from Chino. I'm making it sound like he was miserable. It was actually the opposite. He still loved what he was doing, and I think if you're going to choose that life, you really do have to love it. Yeah. And if you don't love it 100%, it's just not going to work out. Yep. And I think that's where I eventually got. Like, I love, here's what I love doing. I love writing songs. Yep. I love playing shows. I love playing drums. I love being in a band. Like, I'm good at being in a band. Yeah. I hated being gone. There you go. You know, I've talked about, like, I wish if the cities <laughs> could come to me, if I could just sit right here and it, yep. like, was opposite where the the earth would move around to me. Then yeah, I would be I would do that, but I don't want to go to fucking Chicago tonight. Sure, not for two hundred fifty days a year. Like, it's just exhausting, man. Johnny told me that once. He's like, "Yeah, I'm flying to L.A. tomorrow." I was like, "Cool. When are you back?" Tomorrow. Like, what do you mean? He's <laughs> like, like huh? "Oh, I got to listen to these mixes." Ugh. Oh, you're there for like seven hours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay. then they fly to wherever in Europe and for two days or. Right, flying shows. Anyway, but it's yeah. It's, oh, and that's the other thing is the schedule. If you were just to pull up Portugal's tour schedule, it'll blow your head in half because it's like they'll go play a week in UK and then do some Western Europe. Then they go to Australia. Yeah. Then they'll come back to New York City, and there's it's not like there's a bunch of time off to get used to jet lag or jet lag's brutal, man. Yeah. Time difference sucks. Yeah. London is eight hours ahead of here. So, you know, you get there in the morning, it feels like nighttime for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and then you still have to go and play a show. Yeah. And be Australia a is a completely different day. Australia is 16 exactly. hours away from Los Angeles. <laughs> it takes yeah. you a week just to get used to that time zone now. And then they fucking send you somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I, I mean, the things no. you give up for that little bit of, you know, notoriety. And that's not why they're doing it. But no. a lot of people are. And then they get that, and it's like, seriously, like you're out with your kids, and they're coming up asking you why you did this, why'd you write this, why'd you put that chorus here, why'd you, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, what's the deal with this? Why? why I saw. I have a friend, uh, Katie, down in Los Angeles that um, I I talked about this with Andrew from Fall Troy or Fall Troy um, Fallout Boy. Sorry, both Mm -hmm. Andrews. Yeah. Um, But Pete Wentz is a friend of hers, and they were going to a store. And they were in his car, and all of a sudden, the like paparazzi were taking pictures, and then the headlines in the Enquirer were like, "Who's Pete Wentz dating now?" Oh my! And there's like, is he cheating on so and so? And she's like, "What the fuck?" Fuck! It was that easy. Like, hey, go get something at the store real quick, and the paparazzi snap a shot, and there it is on the cover of the magazine. Yeah. Seriously, like everyone wants to be able to do things on their own, and everyone has things that they don't want out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and. To have it, no choice for that. Yep. It just seems like a lot of the time it's things you probably wouldn't even think about either. It's like, where in the hell did that come from? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. TMZ again. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. I heard your uh, little change of direction here. I heard your back went out. 
You yeah. said something about that on the podcast. I did. What <laughs> happened there? So uh, I was wrestling with my son and uh, turned to put him onto the couch, and something just popped. Oh. I was like, oh, Fuck. that didn't feel very good. And then I felt fine. So the next day at work, I was about noontime. I got up from lunch, and I was, couldn't stand up. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and then, yeah. Just got worse. Two huh? days laying down on my back, and I was like, I need to go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. They gave me a bunch of steroid pills. Didn't help. And uh, finally got... I have Kaiser, and finally got him to sign off on a chiropractor, and that that fixed it. Wow! Uh, it took six visits, Jeez. but I was out yeah, almost three weeks. But that Brian from Corn episode, I was literally sitting in my van, straight up at a uh, out front of Kaiser, waiting for my appointment. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to bail on this interview, but I'm in excruciating pain and nuts, a bunch dude. of pain medication and stuff. And I was literally just like sitting, just like tr- straight up in the in the Forevia. Don't and, fuck uh, this up. Yeah, that's so crazy. Talking man. about drug addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Popping Vikings. Yeah, that's awesome. That was uh, that was that made it all the more special. Yeah, I fucked up my back. Uh, I don't know. I was like in my mid twenties. I was a bartender at the ballroom. I think I did it at work, but I couldn't prove it, so I never got workers' comp. But anyway, go. it it was one of the worst. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Yeah, it sucked so much. Yeah. Like anytime you move, you fucking like these crazy spasms, and it's connected yeah, to everything. Yeah, it affected everything. I couldn't do shit. Oh, yeah, you feel like a loser because you can't do literally. You can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything. All right, well, let's go take a ceremonial pee break. We'll take a little break, and we'll be back, and we'll finish this motherfucker out with the language. Language. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Did everyone have a good, successful piss break? I know I did. Neil, did you pee? It felt nice. It did did you well. pee a lot? Not a lot, no. Was it a lot and hot? It was hot, but not a lot. Was it clear? Definitely not. <laughs> you need to drink more water. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew does not pee ever. And it's it, yellow. Because a goddamn camel. I dehydrated And I noticed stuff. you didn't get up, so that means you didn't pee unless you peed when No, you I reabsorbed sitting. it. I, I I like to reuse at least once. Yes. That way it comes out extra orange. Oh wow, that's pretty neat. Get all that. Is that is that a Scottish cool. trait? What is that? Is that a German? German. Trait. Yeah, gotcha. German. Is that what your last name is? Yeah. My wife is incredibly German. We just got our DNA testing. Incredibly back. German. Incredibly German. <laughs> she so it actually she doesn't says, speak English. No, <laughs> no, it's German, like Germany German, and then no. there's a separate category category that says Midwestern German. Like so, it's like American German, <laughs> Midwest Midwest German. Yeah, it actually says Midwestern. How German. can you say that with that accent? Like, are you picturing German Fargo? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's her dad. Oh, he's I'm like so... Chicago. <laughs> he he's oh, yeah. so he grew up in an area in in, in Illinois <laughs> where they it's like everything's German, like Bavarian names and uh-huh. shit, and they kind of have slang in Germany, and in, in Germany in German. So he he kind of it's not. He doesn't have a German accent, but he says things that are slightly German sounding, but he's lived in America his whole life. <laughs> that gives you perspective. Like, isn't that weird? Incredibly German. Incredibly German. Yes. Oh. I'm a 60% Irish slash Scottish is what it said on my thing. I guess I, I should try that. I've yeah, you should do it, man. They're pretty cheap, actually. It's like 
60 bucks or something. I don't remember. I know they had them for dogs. I didn't know they had them for people till recently. But... They have them for dogs? Yeah. So if you get a mutt from the, the pound, oh, wow. you can find out what they are and be like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't do this with them. Or Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. feed them that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a big market for purebred in right. a lot of breeds, yeah. right? For mm-hmm. like showing and. Yeah. So incredibly Maybe. German, we'd be purebred German. Purebred. <laughs> she has papers and everything, right? Yeah. Are you, uh, are you very, Show me your papers. Are you very organized with things? No. Okay. So you're not that German? No. Okay. No, I'm I'm completely unorganized. It's just pure chaos. Wait, are yeah. Germans yeah. supposed to be well, you're organized? A musician. Pure chaos all the time. I don't understand that. I, I, is that Can you look up 1942 through 1940? <laughs> <laughs> Very efficient. Very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh. oh my god, dude! I was just watching that Louis C.K. bit. I know, rest in peace, Louis. I hope you come back someday. You, Has he gone outside? You can't be a creep, though. In last year, I've not seen about any paparazzi photo. Or we anything. were just talking about the other day. But just he's right. Out. There's been okay. like no media. There's pictures been not one picture all. that I've seen. That is really weird. And he, I think he has just an apartment in New York. I don't yeah, think yeah. it's a house. No, and it's I think in Manhattan. God, that sake. sucks. Well, anyway, the the bit was um, I lost my chart, train of thought. What were we just talking about? Louis C.K. Yeah, but before the Holocaust. That. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Got it. Oh yes, Smoke of course, the Holocaust. Holocaust. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That inspires me. Yeah. No, the bit where uh, he's talking about the part in the Schindler's List with that little girl. Oh yeah. She's yelling goodbye, Jews, as they're like marching all the Jews out of uh, Poland or whatever. And it's like a black and white movie, but she's in color. So it's like this really artsy thing, you know? And he, anyway, he was talking about the the reality of like the casting call for her. Like the, the uh, when they do the readings or whatever to try out. <laughs> and it's all these like parents bringing their little blonde girls in to read this one part. So somewhere there's a tape of a bunch of little girls yelling, goodbye, Jews. Oh, my God. Uh, I would love to see that tape. God damn it. And then this one girl comes in and she just nails it. Just nails it out of the park. Pure hatred. If you find the video, we got to give it to Mike. What's that? Give it to Mike if you find the video. Why? Mike Som. Is he very Jewish? He's Jewish, yeah. You didn't know that? That's a Jewish name, isn't it? Yeah. Probably. I don't know, but yeah, he's incredibly Jewish. That explains everything. Just like your wife is incredibly German, he's incredibly Jewish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought she was part Jewish, too, and then it turns out she's not at all. So she's even more incredibly German. Man. Jesus. So it's, like, like incredibly squared. Yep. Incredibly wow. squared. <laughs> um, Andrew, let's do some current events, buddy. Oh, what right. you got, Holmes? We got uh, Marilyn Manson, apparently, was on tour with Corn, and he pissed on their catering um, pretty often. He pissed on their catering. Oh, yes. Pissed on their catering. Yeah, Dewey was talking about this earlier. I had no idea. Um that is really crazy. Super yeah, gross. Danzig, that's it. Yeah, Danzig, <laughs> Corn, really and gross, Marilyn man. Manson. Just nothing but hate, hatred. Okay, wait. Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie talked about their first experiences hearing each other's music in a new uh, video promoting their joint tour, Twins of Evil. So for those who don't know, Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie like historically hated each other, right? Yeah, I don't know about hate each other. They they hated each they other after the first sure. yeah. first Twins of Evil. They were ready to fight each other. I, I saw a video from that. Yeah, there's videos of like Rob Zombie talk. I mean, on the same tour, the same show, he'd say like, you know, up next is the fucking piece of shit, Marilyn. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, what a horrible tour that'd be on. Yeah, there to be on. 
in the video rob zombie talks about how first time he had seen them live was on that very tour and then there's a whole like interview after that that's really gross i've heard some really fucked up stories from manson like some of the shit he did to groupies on the bus and stuff cornholing oh yeah but that's yeah. uh that's yeah. yeah that book's fucking crazy that's crazy. a free-for-all absolute free-for-all he's a nice dude you know, he pisses uh, in your food yeah i yeah rubbed the wrong way i guess i met him in mexico city he was really nice but, was he yeah uh a buddy of mine adam uh from the crystal ballroom he used to work uh security there and adam's just a sweetheart like one of the nicest guys in the world and he got caught or he got stuck in the 100 year old elevator at the crystal ballroom it broke down obviously because it broke obviously. down every fucking week You're kidding me and he got stuck in the elevator with Marilyn manson for like 45 minutes <laughs> just him and the antichrist perfect and he said it was like the nicest guy ever and he was really yeah. patient they just talked and they both they got out his phone and showing him pictures and shit Stuck like fucking elephant. <laughs> yeah. that's amazing that's rough that's oh right. god those old elevators i remember loading up at the fez it was yeah. one of those old school elevators yeah. at the same fez. time yeah yeah just yes. like every equipment in there and shit. dude that it's was like the only elevator up. the ballroom had Queens of the Stone Age played a show there, and then they the next time they came, they booked at the Roseland, clearly, because there was no freight elevator. There's nothing for the yeah. the crew to do. I mean, the elevator's like, you know, like a 10 by 10, or what I'm the worst with dimensions, really small fucking elevator. So they have to, like, you know, put everything up. <laughs> God damn. I know. What a disaster. Dude fucking hated that goddamn elevator <laughs> i wish i saw this before i interviewed brian because i would have asked him about this. yeah i was just gonna say like dude seriously did this is this oh real my God. <laughs> yeah Eating well that's pissed. super gross Man, that's really gross yeah, what else he got drewski i wonder if he sat there and pissed into it or pissed in something and dumped it in it because that's yeah. a big difference yeah, yeah i'd like be i'd be curious to hear the meditated or just that. on a yeah. whim just whipped it's, it out it's a yeah. spritz or a and fire. why yeah yeah, why? When I get like the Fight Club mentality, like pissing rich white people's soup and stuff, that's funny and fuck them. He's rich but, too, though. <laughs> and even yeah. then, having separate catering is weird on a tour like that. It's usually combined. So that's mm. another thing that doesn't make sense. Right. There's usually catering for yeah. the tour. There's just simply catering. You have your rider, but then you have catering that everyone meets up at and eats. Right. I don't know. Yeah, those, those big arena tours. This could be bullshit. Could I be. Know. You never know. Still gross. The yep. thought of it's gross. What else you got, Drewski? All right, so uh, the new Roseanne reboot just got canceled <gasps> after some racist tweets. By they Roseanne. did cancel her show. Yeah, just today. What? I just heard about this earlier so, yeah, today. ABC and the- TV Network has canceled comedian Roseanne Barr's sitcom after she yeah. posted a racist racist tweet likening an African American former Obama aide to an ape. Wow! Yikes, lady! What's the tweet? Show me the tweet. It was a tweet, and then she deleted the tweet, but enough people had, like, screen-grabbed it. I didn't know you could delete tweets. I thought that was the whole thing behind it. Yeah. Or you can't edit or delete tweets. I don't use Twitter very much. Me neither. Um, She said something about... Oh. (laughs) Tweet said that Valerie Jarrett was the child of the Muslim Brotherhood and the planet of the... Wait, no. That's not what she said. The one thing about this Roseanne spinoff is didn't Dan die? 
Yes. And then they just decided no, to be like, just... oh, they'll forget about it and bring him back to life. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> pretty it. much yeah. That's okay. That's it. I, yep. They just and Whitney Cummings was doing the the. Yeah, she's like the showrunner. Or something. Yeah, the showrunner. So she said, uh, "Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby." Oh, um, that's bad. <laughs> that's real bad. It's pretty. It's pretty terrible. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's terrible. I, I'm I mean, a little worried that people are losing their jobs over things they say now. But yeah, it is fucking terrible. I don't agree with anything she does or stands for. But. I just want to know what prompted that tweet. Yeah. Obama hasn't been a thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the backstory. <laughs> Have you, has anyone seen the reboot? I, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, I watched a little bit of it too. It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's it picked up where it left off. I mean, it's yeah. Roseanne. It feels just like, you know. I, yeah, I've In laughed. fact, it's, it's, it's kind of remarkable they did it. I love John Goodman. Yeah, he's the up right where it left off, right after Dan's resurrection. Right after Dan's uh, resurrection. Back zombie. from the dead. All right, who are we going to bring back this time? Dan Arnold. Okay. It, it's like the weakest. <laughs> Um, reasoning as to why he's not dead. I forget what it was, but it's like one sentence writing. I'm like, okay, I guess we're all just gonna have to accept it. <laughs> oh man, it's like Roseanne. So the the Roseanne the the bar. What's the name? The um, what's the last name of the family on the show? Connor. Arnold? Connor. Thank oh, you. Con- the, the Connors. They're like a Trump family. She voted for Trump. Um. And then, but they they basically hit like every thing, every political hot topic or like social justice warrior thing. Yeah. The kid is a transgender kid. Uh, the the girl's a lesbian. There's an interracial marriage. She voted for Trump, but the aunt is a pro Hillary voter. Yeah, it's just like, so like weren't oh, talking and stuff. They touched on everything. They just they went for. I wonder if it was a publicity stunt for the show gone bad. Maybe. That's what it's because a political tweet from a political show would make sense if you're trying to promote it. But. Well, I mean, Roseanne, I mean, she actually is a Trump supporter and she, I think she believes in all those things, but it was just the show was like so over the top about it. Uh, so that's bad. Not good. Yep. <laughs> not a good, not a good thing to compare black people to apes. Last I checked, that's very German. That's incredibly, incredibly German. That's incredibly racist. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, was well, that if it? we had yeah, any listeners it. in Germany, if there was a casting yeah. call for tweets. There you go. Yeah. Take deal. I, I have to know movie. what the Spider-Man thing is. What's that up there? Nothing. Oh, did you see that uh, video of the Spider-Man dude, or I mean, helping save like an infant or something, or not infant, but a kid no. who was hanging off the balcony? But I need to. Yeah, oh yes, I did see. Yeah, this. He like here, they'll play the video here in a second. I hope. Yeah, and the whole time you're wondering, like, I would assume the guy up top is the dad. Like, why didn't he just pull the kid out? I think there's a divider in the way. He's, like, kind of reaching. It was just an awkward angle. Oh. He's trying to grab him, but he, or the kid, but, um, you know. Yeah, he couldn't get to it or something. That's not quite the best angle to grab. I don't know. Maybe. Right. There must have been a reason. Lift with your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw it for a second, but it was terrifying. Um, yeah, here, here it is. Here it is. So, yeah, Jesus. Goes out there. So yeah, there's a child dangling from the balcony outside. How the, the hotel hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck? The guy just like shimmies up the building. Yeah, pretty fucking fast too. Real fast. How did he do that? Yeah, there he goes. Grabs a kid. Whoa. Yeah, scaled the balcony. They're calling him Spider-Man? Yeah, I guess so. Jesus Christ. 
But yeah, he's a 22-year-old. Wow, what a crazy video. Damn. What a hero. Uplifting. Uplifting. From zero to hero. Instantaneous. All right. Well, every week uh, we do a, I, I do a movie pick of the week. Uh, this week I'm going to do a movie called Sunshine Cleaning. I think Andrew has the trailer up there. It's a movie that we found on Netflix, my wife and I found. Real, like, indie comedy, super well-written. Well, it's a um, great movie. I've seen it. It's really oh, you've good. seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. It reminds me of something. I can't think of the name. The one with Steve Carell. Yeah, uh, a little that, bit of sunshine. Thank you. Jesus yeah. Christ. Same filter on the camera, I think. Like it's. Yeah, it's, like, very much that kind of movie. Um, <laughs> so she's a cleaner, and then she ends up cleaning... Like when there's like a murder scene or a dead body, there's someone has to go clean all that blood and guts up. So yeah, a, she's banging a detective. Yeah, yeah. Steve Zahn. Right. And her sister, I believe it's her sister, or is it her friend? It's her sister who's okay uh, that she recruits. Yeah. Uh, that chick became a, a pretty really famous actress as well. Yeah, uh, what's her name? She's married to Jim from The Office. So. Yes. Did you see that Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt. Thank yeah, you. She's in. Have Have you seen A Quiet Place yet? No. It's rad. Awesome. That's the movie yeah, that he directed, wrote and directed. Okay. It's fucking super good. And they're both in that. Okay. All right. Go ahead and play that trailer, homeboy. We're very high tech here, don't you? We come into people's lives when they have experienced something profound and sad, and we help. Oh, God, it smells bad, dude. Slow down here. Slow down. Oh, Super feel goody, very good movie. Not quite as good as Little Miss Sunshine, I would say, but close. Have you guys ever seen Safe Men? Which one? No. Safe Men. It's my favorite movie of all time. Safe Men. Safe Men. Pull that shit up. Pull it up. You gotta play this preview. You guys can all watch it later. Nice. It, it literally. It took me two times watching it to okay. become my favorite movie of all time. Sam Rockwell, Steve Zahn, fucking the kid from Gummo. Like it's uh, John Hamburg's first movie. I love it Sam Rockwell. Fucking amazing. A comedy. I once sold a woman a pair of exploding slacks. About two guys who are so incompetent, it's a crime. Relax, she's not gonna kill you. VHS. Oh yeah, this movie is is, oh, is something else, dude. They're literally musicians that resemble uh, these professional safe crackers, and they send Veal Chop, Paul Giamatti, out to a bar. Uh-huh. It's like they're always carrying a duffel type of bag, huh? And it's them in there. They have a duffel bag, and the real safe crackers bypass the bar that night because the dude broke up. Or got broken up with by some chick. He's like, I can't go for a slow gin fizz tonight. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to look like a fucking asshole if I go in here and order a slow gin fizz by myself. Slow and he's gin. like, damn it. Walks off. Anyways, they get picked and Veal Chop kidnaps them thinking they're the safe men. And they're not. They're just too But dishy. Eddie's dad turned out to be a professional safe cracker and left him a note in a book that said, the last <laughs> click's always in your heart. Love, Aww. dad. Whatever. Like, well, yeah. That's fucking awesome. Anyways, it's amazing. But yeah, it's, it's, it's Dude, so I'll good. I'll go check it out. But uh, I don't think I don't know if it's on any streaming stuff or not. But it's it's literally became our favorite movie of all time. Yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. He's a genius. He's the best. Yeah, check out Seven Psychopaths. That's really good. I will. <laughs> really funny. There's one movie he was in where he 
played some dude in a trailer, like some redneck in a trailer, and killed somebody or something. Was trying to h- cover it up. I don't remember what it was called, but it was Sam Rockwell, and he had like, like no, like yeah, he, they really made him up into. Yeah, a, I think uh, I know what you're. Um, he was like a real bad guy. I mean, yeah. Oh, wait, go back up, Andrew. Moon was awesome too. Moon was fucking. Shit, fan- yeah. You know who directed that, right? No, that's David Bowie's son. Really? Yeah. That movie was great. Um, that movie, go a little bit down. Sorry, Andrew. Right there. The blue, the way, way back. Just saw that the other night. Have you seen that? No. He plays like a kind of a, a loser guy in his 40s that manages a water park okay. on the East Coast, like some small town in Jersey or whatever. Um, and this kid like befriends him. Steve Carell's in it. Super fucking funny. Awesome. Highly recommend it. The way, yes. way back. The way, way back. Yeah, I don't remember that. He's just, I love his, he's just such a smart ass. You know, he plays uh, that character really well. He's in so many good things. Seven Psychopaths, yep. Um, what's a single the shot. One? A single shot, that Sing- might have yep. been it. Oh, yeah, I think that is it. Yeah. Is that, that's it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I haven't seen that. I don't know if he's like a hunter or what, I don't remember, but. Uh... Yeah, Nice. I yeah, he's a hunter. There you go. Um, well, we have very serious questions on this podcast, do we? <laughs> yeah. Burning questions that humanity really needs an answer to. Sizzling. Um, and we and it's called a would you rather. You've heard of those before. Oh, yeah. Like, would you rather do this or that? Yeah. Now, this is one that has really stumped all the adults that have um, heard this one. This is a, a debate among intellectual people. Okay. So... Here's here's and we have to credit Alan Ashcraft for this one. <laughs> Alan works at Rise as the head design guy. Okay. So a little context. Okay. Would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest Again. of your life until you die? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So every day until you die uh-huh. or join in one time. Really really think Man. Go ahead and think about it. Both, I guess. <laughs> so really, really, every single day, like whatever you did today, at some point today, you are either going to have to watch them fuck or you already did. Do you have any context to how long they have sex? Like, is it 30 seconds? Is it 20 I, minutes? I don't Probably know. People ask that a lot. Get any conte- you, get, you get no information. You get no information. You get choose this or choose you this. You choose that. Yeah, this or that. Because they could either be in a blowjob kind of mood. I'm pretty busy, so I would join in once and just get it over. That's, that's yeah. the right answer, I think. I don't got time <laughs> yeah. every day. I think that's that. what a lot of people say. I've heard yeah. a few people say they'd watch every day, and I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> yeah. If I have no context on how long it would take and if I could be doing something else while I'm watching it, then I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. Get it out, I'm like pulling off a bandaid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's um, blowing your dad. Live with that image. Yeah. <laughs> well, super gross, right? Either way, oh, you need therapy. The sounds. Yeah. Either way, oh god. Oh yeah. The moans. No oh, god. The enjoyment. I mean, yeah, yeah. The euphoria. The euphoria. Euphoria. <laughs> the ecstasy. <right. laughs> I think we need to define the joining climax. in too. 
because if you're just like are you filming there, it or are you are you coming yeah. are you finishing the completion fondling the balls a are little you, bit are to. you sucking your dad's dick or yeah. you not? i mean it would depend on your parents <laughs> your father's dick you mean yeah <laughs> what are they into i i would say Be though respectful if, if you were to join in once you'd probably learn a lot about yourself because you know you're going back to before you were born yeah that's true you would learn See how that this way really where you came out as a baby. Yeah, you, it would, you know that shit is crazy. Imagine if you did LSD before it happened much? too. Mm. Just imagine getting deep throat with it. Getting deep throat with it. <laughs> deep minded. It's incredibly German of you to say. Incredibly, <laughs> incredibly <laughs> German thing to say. Uh, so you can go ahead and use that on your podcast if you like, Dewey. All right. You can go and ask. Uh, the next big rock star. I part. will. I, <laughs> I I know exactly that's going to be, and it's going to be a bad one. It's going to be. That's going to be a bad. The first person yeah. he asks is just going to be the most ridiculous, fucked up story that he'll never want to ask it again. <laughs> I would just love him to do that, and then you just hear like silence on the other end. Yeah. Are you there? Are you there? Uh, uh, there? Okay. Brian from Corny still there? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my podcast is done. Yeah. Uh, What's your mother taste like? Oh, Jesus! Super gross. Super deeper gross. Um, yeah, man. Anything else you want people to know about? Uh, that you're working on other than the the podcasty? Building uh, a hotel right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right here. But uh, yeah, that's neither here nor there. So who's? Uh, can you tell the audience who's coming up on the show? Yeah, this comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Daryl from Glassjaw. Uh, Daryl Palumbo. Woo-hoo. June 9th. Huge fan. And, uh, How did that go? Really good. That's We're old awesome. buddies. We we became buddies on Warp Tour back when Anatomy was on Warp Tour, and he was telling everybody from wow. stage, Anatomy goes Ghost playing this time on this stage, go see him. Awesome. Was it We're with like, Glassjaw at that fun? time? Yeah. Or had a, oh, yeah. Okay. With the old lineup from Worship and Tribute, and, Jesus, uh, yeah, that Todd Weinstock and Dave and Larry, and uh, yeah, so that was a fun one. Um, I bet I had emailed him Damn. a year ago, and he just got back to me. He's like, "Dude, there is no <laughs> excuse for this taking a fucking year to get back to you." But I've been moving and all this other stuff. He's like, "Anyways, I found the email." I, I yeah, and he wrote me back, and so we yeah uh, we chatted. And it was a good one. Nice. He doesn't do long form interviews. He never has. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So this I've was like a him. big deal for him because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I'm kind of I don't do this. Like you know, I did it because I know you. Yep. And I want to see where it would go, and and uh, he was stoked on it. So That's awesome, that was man. cool. And uh, June second uh, is Alexandra uh, Amore. She's from a band called Young Thieves, which my buddy that Mark Wood. Really you know familiar. Mark Woodbridge. From, um, he was from Dear Whoever and uh, oh, band. Dear Whoever. He's uh, Dear Whoever. and uh, yeah, Driver's Side Impact. I think it was another band he was in. Anyway, he's got a management company called Word Is Bond and uh, out of Brooklyn, and he manages their, her band, and they're pretty pretty good. So um, I told him I'd have. Yeah, her it sounds on. really familiar. That band. She's uh, she's really great too. So she's June second, and then June 9th is Daryl, and then uh, I think John Five is next. No that. way. Yeah. God Holy damn. shit, man. That was a fun one, too. It was weird. We got cut that off is a really couple weird times. T- he was driving to a show in L.A. traffic. And we got Who was he playing with? Zombie? or No, he was playing John 5 and the, and the Creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. Maybe that was Zombie now, but this uh, tour, which is also weird because he was with Marilyn Manson for so long, and now they're touring together. Yeah, uh, right, right, But he's right. not with him. 
Yeah. He so, was very mistreated. We talked some stories days. on there. And, yeah, he's got... Uh, that video where Marilyn Manson kicks him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does a little tantrum on stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got a lot Wearing coming up, fucking though, Mickey every, Mouse hat. Every week. <laughs> what? Yeah. That was a weird... Yeah, that was a weird time. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fucking crazy, man. That's such a that's weird timing. I've been going down this rabbit hole watching John 5 videos. I don't know why. Oh, like, dude. That's fantastic. Days. Yeah. He's such a nice guy. And just such very, a good guitar Very player. good conversation. And, uh, yeah. But we only got halfway through it before we got cut off entirely. And then I didn't have time to go back and do the second half. So we get from basically his childhood through Marilyn Manson. And, and then how they ends. reconciled. And then it's over. How are you going to wrap it up? I'll put some music in there yeah. and talk a little bit, but that's just what it was. I didn't want to, uh, I had to bail on him once because my back, cause yeah. I had an actual, like I had to go to, to get my back fixed. And I was like, I'm not going to cancel on him a second time. I'll just work with what I have. Just make it happen. Yeah. I didn't want to, I don't want to put him through the ringer. Yeah. And, uh, that's smart. my back was too fucked up to go to the show at the Paris to actually finish it there. Oh, so, uh, the Paris, God, that blows my mind that yeah. that's a thing now. Back right, downtown. It blew a lot of people's minds. I mean, he yeah, yeah. blew off people's <laughs> dicks too. Two yeah, screens, one goal. That's so crazy. That sh- that venue was so like God, we'd go there when we were we were like fucking 13. we couldn't even drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where Greg oh, signed us at that show yeah. at the Paris. I broke a guitar against that brick wall in the back. Oh yeah, I played and, probably uh, yeah. fifty shows there. Brian, the sound guy, and Larry Paris, and Hugo, the best. And all those guys. Yeah, they did and a good the, job. They had like I curtains know. too. They pulled the curtains back. It was and so like, good. And yeah. They have like introductions into the yeah, band yeah. and stuff. They really yeah, tried. Kind of yeah, they really tried. I know. It was one of the few venues that did that for no name bands. Yeah, the drum riser was huge. Huge. You yeah. felt like rock star. Yeah, yeah exactly. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. If there's a lot of people there, you felt really good. So, what was it like now? The Paris? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been back. Oh, duck. You yeah, I was out. I, I, I'm sure it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Just nice and clean and yeah. taken care of. I'm going to go there for a couple of years, let it air out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many out, years the, was it? Uh, sandblaster to the bricks. <laughs> Probably like a decade. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's all like come on this. Did you ever go there when it was a cum joint? No. <laughs> we were friends with scumbags. I don't know. Tom and Dylan hanging out. Who knows what I, what I happened? Have, yes, I have been to the theaters, but I haven't. See? No, wait, okay, wait. see? No, 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 no. I meant to say the booth. theaters. I've been to a booth. Been to... I haven't no, been to a theater. Degenerates. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Do you that story of Tom going to a, a cum theater and him. Or some shit. Is there yeah, a proper it's... name for a theater like that? Uh, Jack Off Joint. <laughs> that a different one? That doesn't sound uh, as Adult Cinema. There, there you go. go. Yeah. See? We have an adult in the room. The Oregon Theater. Paul Rubin. Yeah, and like you could just hear the like. That's fucking gross, man. Oh, so you've been there? Go to a booth. I haven't. (laughs) A dear, dear friend of mine told me about it. Oh, okay. (laughs) He was in my wedding. Is that the story uh, when there's a gangbang taking place? Yeah, in the bathroom or something. Yeah. Or in. Oh, yeah. yeah, Okay. Yeah, Yeah, well, that was a whole different. (laughs) Anyway. I always forget where Portland is a charming city. It is. Portland's a charming, charming charming city. Old Portland was fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, man, (laughs) for sure. Growing up, heroin and I guess it's still still there. Yes, what's uh, since you've traveled a lot? What's the most disgusting city you've ever been to? Oakland, California. Amen. (laughs) God, that's a good answer. Telegraph Avenue specifically. It's legitimately uh, scary. Yeah, I was terrified. Yep. 
Never been terrified anywhere in my life except for Oakland. It's like The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Just, yeah, we rented a, a hotel Oof. for an hour. One of the ones you can go fuck whoever in, whatever, for an hour. Yep. Uh, just so we could all take showers, and none of us took showers. Oh. Like, <laughs> we walked in and just said, fuck this. We got out of there. Bad. <laughs> oh, man. It was bad. I had one that we, the band I was in, we got a hotel in Hollywood. Uh-huh. And it was, I say hotel, it was a motel. Same thing. Yeah. Like, you know, people are literally fucking next door. I can hear. I'm like, oh, yeah. And we were hitting the wall back. Like, shut the fuck up. Getting down. Yeah. And I didn't take a shower. I just, yeah. like, stood and didn't touch anything. Yeah, those <laughs> fucking hotel rooms are gross. You have any uh, spinal yeah. tap scenarios from out on the road? Any stories? Yeah. Anything oh, crazy like that? Where you didn't find the stage? Yeah. I've had that happen to me at Knitting Factory. In, really? In LA. Yeah, I couldn't get to the stage. <laughs> All of us, there's like four of us. We got directions from a janitor or some guy. Yeah, yeah. We had to go back and ask him. Like, it is amazing. Fuck we get to the stage. Oh, that's the best thing about that movie, is it's way it's, too accurate. It's spot on, yeah. It's oh, so old, God. too. Yeah. There's all kinds. I mean, there's so many stories. I, I mean, one that was funny that happened. That was it was our first. It was bringing up Warp Tour again, our first time on Warp Tour, and we uh, it was in Boise, and we were in Denver, and we played a few Four March Flames. Uh, Chugger, the guitar player for them on the first mm-hmm. record, his last show. Anyways, we played. We left, and we were driving to Boise, and Nick Klein, our guitar tech, who always. The worst things happened. Like, John and him would switch seats when he got pulled over. John would drive. John got his license revoked for speeding tickets. Okay. Uh, but he would want to drive. So yeah. him and Klein would sit up front. <laughs> and if he, John would get pulled over to be at the trailer, him and Klein would switch yeah, seats. And at that point, you had points on your license still or whatever. Yeah. And he got his license pretty much taken away at that point from just oh having to God. switch seats so many times. Anyways, <laughs> oh so God. Klein would always fall asleep driving, right? Like, we'd fall oh asleep God. driving. And I was oh. I was laying on the back seat one time. Oh, so and we were in Kansas, luckily, which is flat. But he went off the road, and you hear he hit the the bumps like burr, burr, yeah. whatever. This went like that. It Real was that quick. fast. Like that's how fast we were in the ditch. And I was hitting the ceiling and hitting the floor and hitting the ceiling oh, and hitting the floor. And I'm like holding God. on, and we're all screaming like girls. And uh, <laughs> Klein was asleep. Anyway, that was so he he was kind of banned from driving at that point. Anyway, <laughs> absolutely, a bunch of other shit happened. But warp tour. Well, this was one of those times where you realize you've used the same bathroom twice. Uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We pull this so truck accurate. stop. It's Klein's turn to drive. So we go on. Everyone goes in, takes a piss, shit, whatever. Grabs some snacks, whatever. Comes back, gets in the van, goes back to sleep. So we did that, and woke up. Sun's out. We're like, oh fuck, we're stopped again. I got piss. Go and take a piss again. I was like, I was literally just in here. <laughs> go back out. Klein's passed out, mouth open in the front seat. Oh, he God. got back in the van and fell fucking asleep. Didn't even drive at all. So we were seven hours late for Warp Tour our oh. first day, and we were trying to make an impression. Anyways, that oh. was that was one that just came to mind from all that shit. But um, how about playing Warp Tour? The worst, right? Yeah, I, I did like two, or no, I think I only played one show on Warp. It was probably the worst show I've ever played. Oh man, how we so? had a blast, but we had because it's hard work. I mean, if you're not no effects, like. Yeah. You have to load in at nine in the morning. Oh, I think yeah, it was like eight or like even gravel yeah, and everything. That's else. right. A polo field in. Yep. If you don't have a bus, Panoma. you have to befriend people with a bus yeah. to get air conditioning. And you literally have to drag your gear across an entire polo field. Yep. And then play in front of two people. And we were in a fifteen-passenger yeah. van sitting Shit up and because everyone brought their brothers and sisters with them to hang out. <laughs> so we're all sitting up, sleeping the whole time. Yeah. And those the time slots are terrible for you know the the young yep. bands. We played like at eleven a.m. Oh shit! We slept through our Still main stage up. slot. 
slept. Uh, Kevin <laughs> gave, Kevin Lyman gave us main stage in Portland, and we all slept in because we've been playing at like four or five every single day. And we get there, and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like, I got you main stage, and you weren't here." Kevin Lyman, the dude, guy, we're like, right? no, yeah, we're like, yeah, we slept, we slept in, we got home. Sorry, like main stage, like main stage, but it was bro, at noon. Oh. And we're like, fuck, we got there at one thirty. You were used to it being, and, yeah. yeah. Fuck. So we blew that. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I took a uh, horrendous mm. diarrhea shit. Uh, like I had to pull over. Uh, like there, we have to stop. Like I'm going to shit my pants. Poop my pants. I told this on the, I think the episode with Scott from Zayo, but um, we pulled this truck stop and there's no bathrooms. So, fuck, I'm running around trying to figure out what I'm going to do. So I go behind a dumpster, <laughs> fucking drop trowel, and just yeah. proceed to baste this fucking dumpster oh. in the ground. Spray. And I look, and ev- I'm illuminated. Like, there's light everywhere. And it's the middle <laughs> of the night, and I look out, and it's the line of semis all facing me with their lights on. And I don't know how many people were watching me just fucking explode. <laughs> but I had to just fucking finish up and run off, like the, literally, pissing. like twenty semis that I did not notice in my panic. Ass, yeah. Oh my god, it was fucking god. amazing. I don't now, know if I could survive after that. I don't think no. I would either. <laughs> yeah, no toilet was, paper or anything, right? No, you just I used my sock. God socks. Damn, I used my socks. So again, back to the touring life. I need both. That uh, is the yeah, fucking that's example. That's the one. That's, that's yeah, why. Yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely awful. And you're not eating well. You're not sleeping well. Probably Shit, drinking man. more than you should be. Yeah. You, you can't. Yeah, I don't understand how people drink in tour just because. I was just going to so say shitty. that. Like, Portugal, are they relatively healthy guys? Yeah, I guess ish, so, yeah. Ish. Yeah. But I mean, they're not like getting They have a couple fridges of LaCroix usually in the, yeah. in the back. But yeah, I mean, if you try to keep it, like, everyone thinks it's like fucking Motley Crue, man. Like, you're just doing no, drugs. No way. Good luck with that. Yeah. See how yeah, long that guys. lasts. No way. They'll have no, some man. beers and some, some liquor, but that's about it. Yeah, the momentum is it's just not gonna last. Pre show pre show bong rip and that's about it. Like Yeah. No one ever got into the hard stuff in our group. What's one of the biggest shows you played? We played the Alaska State Fair with Everclear and Grand Funk Railroad. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. but yeah, that was for oh, yeah. twenty five hundred people and then uh, Damn. That is that's Yeah, big. there's that's one of the biggest ones. Like when I was with Portugal, we they were big in Europe. But I was going to ask really you that US, earlier. So like, we, what size venues was that tour in Europe, or with when you were with? Oh Portugal? yeah, well across the U.S. it was like small clubs still, like bottom of the hill in San Francisco. What a fun time to be part of that band because yeah, they were rad. just kind of. We'd still throwing. play the devil and we'd stomp on the stage and only use the mic that John had and right. Um, and then yeah, but it was they were starting to explode in Europe and those venues got a lot bigger. Yeah, but I don't know the head count. It was weird. They venues were weird in venues. Europe are a little different, huh? It's like a little more hostile. Uh, you know, not, I don't mean mean like you know, like hostile, a hostel, like a hospitable. A yeah, where they have like beds yeah. and. If you, you know, stay, like, if you stay till tomorrow, come yeah. back. My grandmother will make you breakfast. Totally, yeah, She's yeah. in there slaving away making this <laughs> breakfast. Or, <laughs> Holy shit! There's so a man department there. upstairs with exactly. like gold sheets and shit. Yep, like, mirrors That's everywhere. Awesome. It's rad. Yep. Europe rules. They're appreciative that you're there. The U.S. does not give a shit. No, here's your pizza, bastards. Your pizza. Like, <laughs> yeah. How dare you ask for it? <laughs> yeah, the bathroom doesn't have a door. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the longest tour you did? Like duration? Uh, we were out the first year. We were out ten and a half months, but it was all different Jesus tours. God. So, like, a full U.S. usually about a month and a half. 
Um, the longest time. drive we did was from Birmingham, Alabama to Wasilla, Alaska, and that was six and a half days straight. Fuck my life. Like, just fucking revolving door driving. Stopped in Portland to sleep for six hours and then headed up the Alcan. That was fucking crazy. That was for the Alaska State Fair show. I mean, it's a remarkable, like, I mean, that's why it's a young man's game, because you just get sick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We we, you know? we did it when we were young, that's for sure, and that is I the only way that would have worked. I mean, yeah. that was fucked up. <laughs> so many fucked up things happened. I believe it, man. Man. I it. Yeah. I mean, there's stories for days, but I just have to, like, remember them or be reminded of them. Like, that's why I thought of the Warp Tour one, because we were talking about Warp Tour in the same bathroom, and... Yeah, client just <laughs> literally mouth open in the front seat like he was dead. Like it was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you have any good? I don't know why I thought of this, but do you have any good driving and horrible weather stories? Yes, that's always a. Uh, thing. That's a simple one because it was the same place every time, and it was in Wyoming. And there's this little bridge in Wyoming that it's not even really a bridge, but it's enough so that ice form, black ice forms. So we were well, on tour with loose. Emery, uh-huh. us. The AKAs and Beautiful Mistake. All of us got in some kind of accident on that fucking little bridge one night. We jackknifed the trailer and just started spinning uncontrollably. Oh, it's so And scary. I woke up to that looking out the back window. The trailer's over there, and I'm looking this way, and things are going like this. Yeah. It was fucking crazy, and we managed to pull out of that. We went off in the ditch and everything else got out. Oof. AKAs, uh, man... They spun out and hit the guardrail and, like, fucked up their trailer. Beautiful mistake. Spun out. Trailer jackknife snapped off. Hit the van. Bashed it in so far that the the bass player was stuck underneath the bunk in the back. Oh. Couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And their trailer was Fuck. destroyed. They had to rent a new trailer and everything else. And then Emery literally came up on a car with no lights on, sitting in the middle of the road at a dead stop. Oh. And about fucking killed everybody. It was nuts. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, we did that. We did did one tour where (laughs) we were leaving town and you hit your brakes and it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because your brakes are shot. Yeah. We fucking left that way with expired tags on the van. And we did an entire U.S. tour with (gasps) the fucking brakes like that. It was insane. We just just didn't didn't want to fix it. We didn't have time. You're fucking kids. And we're like, yeah, we fucking, yeah, whatever. And we got pulled over in New York, and uh, oh, this is see, this is going to bring up twenty what? million stories. <laughs> what time of year was this? We, this was in this was in the summertime. Okay, so it wasn't the winter. At same least. same summer tour. We are in Texas. We're eating at the original Fuddruckers or whatever. I remember the restaurant because I'd never been to Fuddruckers before. One of the fucking bastards on the tour, same tour, those guys. Yeah. So we never washed our trailer. It was white, but it was just fucking dirty. Road dirty. Someone wrote. <laughs> someone wrote, "Fuck blacks." Oh my god! On the side of the tour, uh, the side of the side of the trailer. Yeah. We drove overnight and through the next day through oh. Mississippi, <gasps> Louisiana, oh Alabama to get to Florida with "fuck blacks." Oh, written on the side of our trailer. God. <laughs> the other side said Balls and Mouth Tour 2004 or whatever. Yeah, sure. And sure. Uh, Satan Owns on the back. Um, <laughs> oh we God. literally 
just fucking dr- and we were driving through neighborhoods and shit and people <laughs> oh, on the yeah. porch hanging out holy shit dude. <laughs> fuck blacks on the and side you don't know who tour. did it no idea but we <laughs> we made so it to florida fun. and we that saw it we're so just like miles. holy oh my God. shit through oh, like that sucks the part of the country where there's arguably more African-Americans than anywhere else. It was else. fucking crazy. We got pulled oh over by the cops, God. and the cop comes over. He's like, there's so many violations on this vehicle. I don't even have fucking time to deal with you right now. Get the, Get fuck, the fuck out, out, of out of here and do not come back to my state. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And we just fucking bailed out. Like, fuck fuck blacks. But he walked up on the side and said, balls and mouth, not fuck blacks. Right. Was he a white cop at least? Yeah. He Jesus, was one of those typical imagine? like Southern yeah, sheriff, good old dudes. boy, good old boy. Yeah. Jesus. Anyways, those, that's just, he just compiles into. Well, that's yeah. incredibly German. That's incredibly. That is <laughs> incredibly German. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. Tour stories are funny, man. There, there's so many of them. I do have to say, man. there is one thing. Oh, I, okay, so Ryan Soley from Builders and Butchers is coming on the show. Nice. Uh, we already did the interview. Nice. It was fun. He's got a podcast called Tour Punisher. Have you seen it? No, I'll check that uh, out. If those guys called Tour Punisher. It's in here in, t- in town. That's why I asked if you guys recorded in the Airstream trailer. Yeah, yeah. Because like, there's what? an Airstream trailer by the Moda Center that they were that you rent for like two hours for twenty bucks or whatever, and there's mics set up and everything. They That's recorded such a great there. Idea. Fucking smart. Yeah, Jesus. they recorded there. That's such and, a good uh, idea. It's just tour stories. And they had one that was a. They call it Wizard Staff. It's Murder by Death. A band Murder by Death. Mm-hmm. And they play Wizard Staff. It's a drinking game. Oh, I played it. You do? I have. I'll show you pictures on the podcast. Oh fuck! Never mind that. That I don't need to say. <laughs> the it, taping of yeah, you tape the beers. Draper and it gets taught me that game. Clearly, apparently a cop showed up to the party and opened the door, and they had their staffs. Or whatever. But explain and, it to them. So, to okay, the so wizard yeah. staff is you start drinking a beer, right? You drink, you finish that it's beer, so you get the next stupid. one. You have to tape that beer to the next one until it gets longer and longer. You're carrying like around Gandalf. your wizard staff. <laughs> so whoever gets apparently, the longest staff every, every ten beers, or when we get ten beers, you're the white. White yeah, you wizard. become the white wizard. And, uh, anyways, this wizard. cop showed up and and they had their wizard staffs. And they're like, Dude, what is going on in here? And the guy literally just said, "Wizard staff." Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, everyone's like, doing like Lord of the Rings. This sounds fucking jokes. awesome. Just keep it quiet. Thou, you shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, cool. so you'll hear that story on the podcast with Ryan. But uh, yeah, he, I think my staff. staff was like, I only made it to like five. I've never heard person. of it in my life. It was amazing. I, we've There's done a, the Edward Forty hands and shit, but that yeah, was, yeah. Clear, I know what that. I'm doing this fucking drinking game. Wizard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, I can do that with Mountain Dew. We should just have a wizard staff party. Yeah. Do you not drink anymore? I don't drink anymore. Yeah. I, this I, beer, like, I only have a beer at the podcast. That's yeah. like all. I'll do it with Mountain Dews and see how far I get. <laughs> see if I, I get know. It's whenever people wizard. try to give me shit, like I don't smoke pot anymore, I don't drink that much. Yeah. It's like you have no idea how much we did when we were kids. Dude, you have no idea. I, I'm eternally pickled. Like <sighs> I've I've paid my dues. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Looking I, good. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't, can't do, do it anymore. It. Yeah. I don't like being out of control myself. No. Uh, I think if I went out and actually got like that drunk like I used to now, I would oh. be hungover for like four days. Oh, God. I can't hangovers? afford that. I have two goddamn jobs. Hangovers in your 30s. You're a hangover and a bangover on tour, dude, and that's the worst. Oh, yes. The bangover. That's fucking... Oh, Just sitting in a van. God. Oh. I can't move my neck. Yeah. Especially add some uh, substance, some cocaine. Yep. Yeah. That hangover is terrible. Yeah. Cocaine really does it. Not that I would know. Neither. Yeah. I'm no, just Andrew other people, apparently. I've, I've, heard, I've heard, you do drugs, you drink more. 
I don't know. The old cocaine blues. The old cocaine blues. Finger me timbers. Hell of a drug. That's why rock stars do it, man. Yeah. Just makes you feel cool. For like makes 10 seconds. Young. Makes you feel young. Drink like a 15,000 people isn't cool enough. But yeah. yeah, I know. Fucking make it cooler. Oh, shit. All right, let's let this guy go, huh, guys? I think he's been with us long enough. Let's let him hit the road. Yo. Again. Kick rocks. Yeah. Have more, <laughs> have more stories for the next time he's on. Yeah, I just gotta. Like, once I get talking about them, oh, I know, flowing out. Yeah, I'm well, the one who remembers everything. No one else remembers any of these <laughs> things. So I'm like, well, we'll have you back, <laughs> and we'll we'll try to start with some stories, and we'll just keep going. Oh for god, that'd be awesome. That yeah, would be. Awesome. I'm sure there's way better ones. Than well, who else can we get? People's floors with fucking someone's mom getting in your face. Like, um, who are you? <laughs> you thought it was their house you were staying at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah, at their mom's house. Yeah. Oh. I have yeah. a few stories like that. <laughs> Who would be good to have on with you so we can have like shared, you know, another band guy that has toured a lot? Oh my god. Uh, you know who would be hilarious is our our old tour manager Logan Kale. He really? uh, remembers a lot of the stuff and he him and I go back and forth on the validity of certain stories. Right, cuz they get uh, a little little yeah. foggy. If I embellish or under embellish, he will correct me every time. <laughs> And, it's good uh, to have someone. He's like hilarious. That. He's been on a few podcasts. He's been on the Emory Guys podcast and stuff. And uh, nice. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, we could do something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, cool, man. Thanks for being on. Hey, you're welcome, man. So Thanks where for can, having me. Yeah, where can people find you? Uh peerpleasurepodcast.com. Uh all the socials are, you know, some some iteration of that. You're at peer pleasure. At peer pleasure, at peer or pod peer pleasure. I don't know. Do you have really. your own Instagram? No, okay. I do, but I don't remember the password, so I'm sure people. Yeah, I saw your me. name on it, but it was like zero posts. Or yeah, yeah, I don't remember the password, and I don't so feel that like is with the it. one you use. <laughs> yeah, pleasure. so there's pictures of my kids and shit on there, Fuck and yeah. then uh, yeah, Spotify, uh, love it everywhere. Yeah. yeah, you're everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. We we re- just recently got on Spotify, cool. which I'm really proud of, and iTunes. And I just finally got around to doing it. Um, Get it on yeah. iTunes on Spotify. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, I think our audience is going to dig this one for sure. Cool. Um, Where can they find you, Neil? Neilio Engel on Instagram. (laughs) Where can they find you, Drewski? Don't mind if I drew Instagram. That's the best handle in the West, isn't it? (laughs) Don't mind if I drew. (laughs) It's the best. If I drew. You can if find... you were an artist, that'd be amazing. Like if you were actually like <laughs> drawing pictures. Don't mind if I drew. Just pictures of, yeah. <laughs> Somehow I manage. But we I should do something. We step. should draw. Don't yeah. Yeah, yeah let's start drawing. Let's start drawing. <laughs> Make it. Don't mind if I drew. I'll, I'll hook you guys up with Wes. We'll get you guys some I'll colors and here. stuff. I can't draw easel. to save my life. By the way, Nick Klein works in art. Those store are the now best downtown. So there you go. Get Those are the guys. best kind of drawings. Like people who don't know how to draw. Oh, I, I love them. I love like those if you doodles. asked me to draw a dog right now, you guys would be on the floor laughing. It <laughs> that's is a disaster. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll we'll start James and Andrew's drawings. The, the stateside art cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you so can find fine. you can find stateside at stateside mgmt. Uh, we love you all. Next podcast is a big one. We got a big old drummer coming on, Jason Gherkin of the band Shiner. Respect. And for a time home. Jerkin is Gherkin. Jerkin is Gherkin. Can't wait. Jesus. We love you all. Thanks again, Dewey. <laughs> we appreciate it, buddy. Got it. All right. Bye. Bye.